Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wounded. But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh. Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Behind the Wheel, Under the Hood, and Beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, and welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott. And I'm Ben. Ben, today we're going to talk about electric cars. We're going to talk about them in a different way. Yeah, we have talked about electric cars in detail, uh, and we touched on various things about the vehicles. What's their efficiency? Uh, how are they for the environment? But now... We're going to talk about something that might be much more interesting to some of our fans. Yeah, probably. And this is the whole reason that this article caught my attention. It's from Popular Science, and we're going to talk about which electric car is the fastest, mm-hmm. but we're going to gauge that based on zero to 60 times. And this is this is strange because it's not really the way that electric cars have been advertised or sold to us, right. typically, not, not in the past anyways. Uh, maybe in the future they will be, you know, mm-hmm. once things kind of pick up with these things a bit more. And there's a there's a clear standout on our list as number one. I think we're going <laughs> to count down, how many is it, 12 maybe? Yeah, we're at about 12. We'll count down 12 up to number one, the fastest car, sure. from 12 to 1. Now, let's let's say one other thing here, not to roll over you, but the 0 to 60 mile per hour measurement is sort of weird for electric cars. You don't hear it often. You hear, like, top speed or you hear range. But, well... I'm going to interrupt you again because uh, primarily what I'm hearing is green, eco-friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a it's an energy conscious decision and sure. so on, right? I don't I don't really even hear top speeds and all that stuff. I mean, I I know that they say that they're safe for highway use and they're fine around the city, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. But um, mostly you hear about the responsible end of it, the low impact end of it. The uh, you know this is a good thing to do for the environment. And ah, yes. Thing. So people aren't buying these vehicles for performance. Uh, as much as for uh, peace of mind, but that all depends, Scott, on whether you can buy one. These are all electric cars that are available for sale here in the United States or will be available for sale here in the United States soon. You know, some of them are on their way, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, so we'll talk about a few um, that are out there kind of on the horizon at this point. Uh, but for the most part, um, I got to tell you, I wasn't really blown away by this whole list. 
Yeah, and I think it's fair for us to manage expectations at the beginning. The electric cars just aren't going to have the same numbers, 0 to 60, that a lot of conventional vehicles will. And rightfully so. That's not what they're intended for necessarily. But we have heard, and this was a big selling point in these things, is that that all of the torque is available immediately. That's true. You don't have to ramp up to it. You know when uh, we see stats for cars that say X number of horsepower available at this RPM? Uh-huh. Well, as soon as you step on that pedal, that's when all of the torque is available from the electric motor. So you would think that these things would have really fast, you know, incredibly quick acceleration. You would think. You'd be able to get up to top speed almost as, as fast as you wanted, really. Mm-hmm. But it's it doesn't really work that way. I mean, there's other things at play. So um I, I don't know. When we get to this list, you'll understand what I mean, but... You know, thinking back even to the late 1980s when, you know, um, an internal combustion engine powered vehicle, if it was getting, you know, to 60 miles per hour in about six seconds, you were really flying. I mean, that was really fast. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So this list, as we, as we start out here, it's going to be a little bit, um, I don't want want to say upsetting. It's going to be a little bit, um, underwhelming. Yeah. Underwhelming is a better word. Yeah. I guess so. And I do want to tell you one thing that, you know, just as we start here, Mm-hmm. I, I've got a sidebar that I think I want to go off on before we even talk about this, uh, the, the countdown itself, because the countdown will go pretty quick. Right. Yeah. We were kind of alluding to this when we said, if you can buy an electric car. Yeah. And that's, that's one, you know, I was thinking, I was taking that a different way when you mm-hmm. said that, um, you know, about the cars that weren't available yet. But maybe I'm thinking more like, how should electric cars be sold to us? Like, why aren't right. they marketed this way? Why, uh-huh. why aren't they uh, playing up some of these performance aspects of some of these things if they're there, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I can kind of set this up in, in a way that makes sense. How about that? I'll, I'll kind of walk through this article, and it'll it'll become more clear to you as we as we go on here. Awesome. Okay, right. so um, the story goes like this, and I'm, I'm just summarizing this article, okay? It's pretty short. Um, a car buyer walks into a dealership and, and they're pretty well educated about like the electric car that he or she wants to buy, right? Mm-hmm. They've, they've done their online research, due diligence, all that, right? So they walk in and the salesperson then tries to convince him or her that they don't want that car at all. And this is unusual. I would think that they would push them towards that because that's kind of sure. the, the big, uh, marketing angle right now, right? Yeah. Well, the salesperson is going to steer them towards a gasoline powered car in most cases. Not every case, of course, but they're actually Hundreds of cases like this that have been reported on Facebook pages or, you know, uh, social media mm-hmm. that say that customers walk in, you know, fully expecting to walk out with a, uh, a Nissan Leaf or, you know, a Chevy Volt or something sure. like that. And they instead get steered towards like a, a Nissan Sentra or a Chevy Cruze instead by the salesperson. I wonder why. Well, the reason is um, that the salesperson will actually say things like um, they'll upplay the, the downsides of this whole thing. So they'll say like, well, you know. You may end up stranded on the side of the road and, and not have anywhere to charge the thing. Um, you know, that battery that has to be replaced every five years is really, really expensive. So the salespeople are talking people out of them. The warranty only covers X number of components, not Y. Exactly right. And here's the reason. That, so why, the question is, why are the salespeople doing this? Why, why would they steer them away from, you know, these, these electric cars? Well, it takes a lot longer to sell a plug-in electric car today than it does a, a regular gasoline or diesel-powered vehicle. And, again, this goes to kind of this, – this article points to another article that they wrote mm-hmm. that says that every salesperson's mission is to close the deal today at maximum profit with minimum time invested, right? That's what sure. it all comes down to. You try to – the most bang for their buck, I guess, right, mm-hmm. and on the other side. So – Selling a plug-in car takes three to five times as long for the dealer as does selling a gasoline-powered car. 
because of all the questions and answers and um, things that have to go back and forth between the salesperson and the person buying the vehicle. Huh. Um, it, it takes that much longer. So it requires explanation, education, training, and all the other stuff that goes along with selling that car, whether it's vehicle prep time, whatever. So it takes three to five times as long to sell an electric car to a, to a, a customer than a standard vehicle. So you could make three to five commissions on a standard car sale uh, in the time it would take you to make one commission on an electric vehicle. You've got it exactly right. That's the uh, that's what this all boils down to. And you know this is this is a thing that um, you know they're saying that if if they would set up a new dealership model, so that if you sell an electric car to a an individual that comes in, you know, a, a, mm-hmm. a buyer that it would be worth it for the the dealership or for the the salesperson to sell that vehicle you know with the uh, the appropriate amount of of compensation for them for him or her sure. so and this is like a problem you can't overcome because then the price of the car goes up because you know the commission price would have to be that much more it have to be 3 to 5 times the amount right how do you incentivize this i guess you could just have all of the other options removed and only sell electric vehicles mm-hmm. at a specific dealership well, yeah, you're right. They're motivated by this compensation, but as far as you know, the author of this article is concerned, as far as they know, not a single automaker has structured the compensation to make sense that way. They mm-hmm. haven't. They haven't done it that way. The exceptions to this are um, dealerships. I think there's a couple of dealerships out in California where they have um, dedicated people for plug-in hybrid sales because they have just a great volume of people coming in. But as you go across the United States. You don't have that kind of demand. It's not. That's true. It's not there in Nebraska. It's not there in Ohio. It's not there in Florida. So they don't. They don't train people as you know as thoroughly in electric vehicle sales as they would in California at that specific location because they know they're going to have that volume of customers come in, and they have you know pure experts on hand to be able to answer everything quickly and to be done with the deal fast, and then then it makes perfect sense. And we'll probably see dealerships continue to evolve to make room for electric vehicles in the marketplace. Uh, listeners, if you tuned into our previous episode, uh, we discussed the controversy surrounding Tesla dealerships, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, or if right. dealership is the right word, maybe store is a better one. Storefront, yeah, that's yeah. what it is, basically. comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll boot it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. It's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. 
But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, chief marketing and growth officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, and uh, one open down the street from us. Yeah, a retail location right down mm-hmm. the uh, down the road inside the mall, which uh, we're mm-hmm. still we still have to go check it out. Yeah, um, it's brand new, so we're gonna get over there. I'm sure. Uh, what a, a it's an unusual model, so I, I can't wait to go see it. I really am excited about yeah. it, and I wonder if they would offer us a test drive. I was wondering too. I think there's a judgment call there. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna rent a tuxedo, so I look like I just always wear a tuxedo. And I'm going to see if I can get some of our coworkers to like play my entourage mm. and do a British accent. Uh, cause that's classy. Yeah. I see nothing wrong with this plan so far. What I like is how straightforward it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's so easy. So uh, easy and straightforward. There's, mm-hmm. uh, there's no deception going on, right? What could possibly go wrong? Yeah, I can't see one thing that could go wrong with that. Plan. Pretending to be maybe, a British aristocrat. Maybe you could wear a monocle and talk like the, uh, talk like the penguin. Oh, you gotta have a monocle, Scott. It's a <laughs> Tesla dealership. Hey, uh, let's go ahead and kick off our list then. Okay. All right. So we have starting at number 12, going to number one, the Mitsubishi IMIEV. Yeah. You know, they actually say IMIEV. Yeah. Which is I, weird. I, I, thought, I feel weird saying it. Now, I've, I've looked at a bunch of reviews and they say IMIEV. IMIEV. Which yeah. is weird, but it, all the rest of them go with the uh, IMIEV type. Uh, I just, I want to say it as individual letters just because IMIEV sounds, I don't know. Weird. Yeah, it does sound weird. It's a, like a made-up word. Call me old-fashioned. The Mitsubishi, however, is not old-fashioned. It can go zero to 60 in 15 seconds. 15 seconds. Now, okay. I was watching a review of this recently, and that's the only reason I was watching it was to get the pronunciation of the name of this thing down, right? I mean. So, I mean, right? If, yeah, it does sound, uh, it sounds a little bit, uh, a little bit Russian, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it sounds like a Russian person. Uh, which is weird from a Mitsubishi, right? <clears throat> but, um, I was watching and the person doing the review they're just trying to get the car up to 30 miles per hour. That was it. And it was like seven seconds or something like that. And it was like, it was almost a, a chore to get it up to that speed. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not uh, anything that you would buy for its power, for its, uh, for its acceleration, for its handling. It's just not that kind of vehicle, but it's a, it's a reasonable entry level vehicle for this type of, uh, type of thing. If you want an, 
electric vehicle with four doors and four seats and um, four wheels. Yeah, four wheels. <laughs> Not much more. Uh, it's about twenty. I looked at the MSRP yeah, on, yeah, on all uh, of these. Yeah, about twenty three thousand. It's five dollars under twenty three thousand. Oh, is it? Twenty two thousand nine hundred ninety five. Yeah, I stand corrected. Okay, so even <laughs> even better deal than I thought. Uh, you know, you can uh, save some money for parking or Go something. Go to Subway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, number eleven. We've got the Smart Electric Drive. Uh, this is a faster time. Yeah. Right? Yeah, slightly faster at about eleven and a half seconds. And uh, again, this one MSRP is for about twenty six thousand dollars. But this is the smallest or shortest plug-in electric car. Uh, that you can purchase in the United States. It's, it's very, very tiny, mm-hmm. uh, very, very efficient, and uh, they say that this one handles a lot better than the uh, than the uh, gasoline-powered version. Yes, that's true, and it might seem odd to some of uh, some of you listening out there, but here's the scoop, you guys. In reviews, the Smart Electric consistently ranks higher than the conventional Smart. Yeah, and they call it jerky now. This, yeah. this takes me back to a, a note here, and I don't have um, I don't have this email in front of me. Mm-hmm. Someone wrote in one time telling us that smart vehicles, when they they test drove them, I think it was a used smart vehicle. Yeah, something about it being insanely jerky between gears, and I can't verify that one bit because I've never driven in a smart vehicle. I had a boss that bought one right after I left Michigan, um, but he was a huge fan of the thing. I know, and he had just taken delivery, and he still loved it even when I talked to him. After he had the vehicle, but he didn't mention anything about it being jerky between gears or anything like that. I've never heard it from anybody else until I read this article and that previous email. Yeah. So there's at least a couple of, uh, a couple of cases where people say that, uh, it, it, it doesn't have the smoothest ride, mm-hmm. but, um, which I, I, you know, I could see. I guess this electric drive vehicle, uh, they've, they've uh, smoothed it out quite a bit. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, well, 11 and a half seconds, that's not blistering speed by any means. No. And it's a tie. Actually, between the next on our list, the Nissan Leaf, yeah. which also goes 11 and a half in a zero to 60. Mm-hmm. Okay. So 11 and a half seconds, zero to 60, $29,000, a ballpark, you know, right around there for starting price for getting that one. Pricey. Uh, yeah, it's getting a little more expensive. The range is about, I think they said 76 miles was the yeah, range. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Um, what, 110 horsepower? It's a, it's a, I don't know, kind of a bigger vehicle. I mean, it's a hatchback. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about the same size as my Honda Civic. Um, about the same size as a Prius, right? Yeah, somewhere yeah. in there. Eleven and a half seconds. That's not. That's not really all that impressive. But right. uh, then, when you consider that it's a pretty big vehicle, maybe that's pretty good. Yeah, I think the uh, weight to power ratio has a lot to do with it. Just the size of the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, in its defense, a lot of people are fans of the Leaf, but. They're not people who are looking for a high-performance vehicle. That's true. It's a commuter car, a city car mm-hmm. for them, uh, something that uh, they just want to get to and from work and then plug it, you know, in at night in the garage, and that's good enough. We've 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 uh, talked about this so many times about you know the different uses for vehicles, and some people just some people can use them because it absolutely meets their needs, and others there's just no way. People that uh, take long road trips, people that take long weekend trips, uh, it would be very difficult right now be able to make a long trip in a vehicle like this. That is true. What do you think of uh, next on our list, the Ford Focus Electric? Uh, it's not bad. It's moving up here. 10.4 seconds, 0 to 60. Yeah, the um, price is moving up, too. It's 29,170. Yeah. Oh, 20, 29. I've got, uh, I found 35,000. You found 35? 35. Yeah, that's right. So um, somewhere between 29 and 35. Mm, 35 um, is probably more accurate. I don't know. I'm, they're 
prices are coming down on these things. So maybe maybe I was looking at an old number, which strangely enough would be higher. Hmm, yeah, um, that's true. As technology becomes better, they uh, they seem to lower it. Okay, so they say the uh, the gasoline focus is already you know widely praised that you know people really enjoy the handling on that, and they say that uh, you know the electric model is really no different in that respect. You know, it's still a, a well handling vehicle that um, uh, I, I think people are going to like it. Yeah, yeah, I I see what you're saying. Now I'm, you know, I'm not particularly wild about the Ford Focus in general. I have seen zero. Ford Focus electric vehicles on the road. That's uh, I don't know if they're even out there yet or not, but I have seen none of these in traffic yet. You have um, seen approximately none. But I've seen a bunch of Leafs and you know yeah, some, of the, yeah. some of these other vehicles. I've, I have seen several of them on the road, but uh, so far no Ford Focus electrics out there yet, at least in Atlanta. All right, now next on our list is something that I, I like a little bit better, and I think you might as well. So let's see what you think, listeners. Uh, what do you think about the Volkswagen e-Golf? Mm-hmm. Looks just like the Golf, but mm-hmm. the electric version. Zero to 60 in about 10 seconds. That's mm-hmm. uh, 10 seconds flat. It's getting better. Yeah. We're about, uh, what, a third of the way through the list, and we're already up to 10 seconds. That's not too shabby, right? No, not um, But the thing is, it's not on sale in the United States, not yet. I mean, I think they just did the launch for this uh, you know, overseas, but not here right. yet. I do like the looks of it. I mean, I love hatchback designs, as you know, and so do you, right? Yeah. Yeah, so this one looks just like the Golf does now. Um, I think I think they were talking about um, launching this car in Berlin in 2014, early 2014. So um, it's already over there, already driving around, but uh, we just don't have it here yet. Soon, maybe. You think so? Yeah, I think so. And we mentioned the price, right? Uh, not yet. Do you want to hit them with it? Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor! Gene, we'll boot it! Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. 
Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. 36200 that's the uh, MSRP on this one. So a little bit pricey. I mean, especially when you, I think the uh, the base golf is a lot cheaper. Yeah, the base golf is something like 18 or something. So this may, may be one of those cases where you have to uh, bring out the old calculator and figure out, you know, how much you're going to be saving on fuel and how long it's going to take to compensate for that. Oh, man, what a dangerous question. That has broken some people's hearts. Yes, it really has. And, uh, oh, man, fuel prices are really low right now here in the States, so lower than they have been in many, many years. This could really cut into somebody's uh, plans, I guess, you know, if they uh, were trying to do that calculation and figure out what it was based on, you know, fuel when it was $4 a gallon. Now, oh, it's, right. now it's down to about two forty something here. Uh, so it, it makes a big, big difference in how long it takes to pay off that vehicle. Do you watch Saturday Night Live by any chance? I do. Okay, so they had a great joke recently. Uh, you know, you and I are recording this on a Monday. So over the past weekend, they had this great joke about the price of oil going down. Mm -hmm. And they say, oil is set to go below $60 a barrel. It's like, at that price, that's also a good deal on barrels. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't catch this weekend, so I, I missed the one that you're talking about. But but um, it is it is true that the the lowering cost of gas has has a big effect uh, on this market in particular. Mm -hmm. um, now let's let's get a little bit fancier. Yeah, let's do it. Let's move to number seven, and that is the Fiat 500e. So that e there at the end—that's the difference. The electric mm -hmm. and uh, nine point one seconds, zero to sixty. Our first under ten seconds acceleration. Yeah, yeah. nine point one seconds, zero to sixty. Ah, oh, boy, again, thirty-two thousand six hundred is the MSRP on this vehicle. That's a little tiny vehicle, uh, but I guess uh, from what they say, it's a lot of fun to drive. Now, I have never driven a Fiat. I have not either. No, but they look like they do like fun. I know there's some bigger ones as well, but sure. we're talking about the five hundred e. It's not really a huge vehicle or anything like that. It's a small vehicle for thirty six, or sorry, for thirty two thousand six hundred. Um, and they say it's a hoot, <laughs> it's a hoot to drive, uh, whether it's in a straight line or zipping around city streets. Uh, but nine point one seconds, I don't know. Is that uh, it's getting there? I guess. Yeah, that's probably about what you would expect for a a comparable comparable Fiat five hundred. Well, a gas powered yeah. Fiat five hundred. Yeah. yeah, I I can definitely see it. It's just for the cost. I'm not particularly thrilled, but that's just if we're evaluating it on performance. It is true that the reviews of the Fiat 500e have been pretty positive. People like this vehicle. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a good seller for them. And uh, let's move on to number six. All right. All right. This is the Honda Fit EV. And this one is uh, also a little bit pricey, $36,600 for a very small car. But it's pretty quick, zero to sixty. It's actually not bad. Yeah, eight point five seconds, you guys. Yes, we're getting there, right? We're getting uh, we're getting back into 
where it would be comfortable to merge with traffic. It would be comfortable to uh, merge on the highway. Yeah, it's still better than most compact cars. Yeah, it's still pretty good. You're right. And, Ben, the funny thing about this one is the way they describe it in the uh, little paragraph below when they say that the best demonstration of the Fit EV we've seen yet hasn't really called for outright acceleration, but <laughs> there's a limit on how much you can use it while sliding around on a frozen lake. Now, that to describe what's going on there, they had it pitted against like an old, um, like a two-stroke sob. Yeah. On a on a uh, on a frozen lake somewhere. I don't know why they would pit it against that that vehicle in that kind of race, but you know how they do that. They always mm-hmm. play up with, for marketing some reason. I don't know why they would, sure. would race it on a frozen Spear lake. Superior handling, yes, yeah, performance and power. Just a strange way to do it. But eight point five seconds zero to sixty is it's not bad. I mean that's comparable to a lot of compact or even some subcompact cars. And now let's talk about something that hasn't come out yet officially that is the mercedes-benz b-class electric drive uh scott my friend we are talking a little under eight seconds like just a just one coarse hair under eight seconds Mm -hmm. not bad but it does uh sell for about forty two thousand dollars that's the base price yeah and um i think they mentioned this uh they 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 mentioned this in relation to another vehicle if you want to get an idea of what the b-class electric drive will look like it's going to look a lot like the BMW i3 does right now mm-hmm. in size and shape. So uh, if that gives you a perspective of, you know, what this thing will look like once it arrives. Um, let's go on to number four, okay. which is the Chevy Spark EV. Now, uh, getting a little lower in price, 26800 is the MSRP, and it's relatively quick. I mean, I couldn't believe this. When I saw the, the Spark EV does 0 to 60 in 7.6 seconds, it's moving along pretty good. Yeah, remember what we said about torque too, because that's that's a huge part of that speed. Yeah, that's a that's there's a surprising fact in this article. Mm. You want to go ahead and read it? Yeah. So this has uh, not the most impressive power output, but it like 130, right? Mm-hmm. But it does have 400 pounds feet of torque, which means that it has more pounds feet of torque than a Ferrari 458 Italia. That's incredible. You know, having all of that torque available immediately, and that pays off in this case because a seven point six second sprint to zero to six from zero to sixty, that's pretty quick. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm impressed by that. I really am. That's not bad. I'm not crazy about the looks of it personally, <laughs> but uh, but honestly, that's uh, that's not too bad. Uh, number three on our list is one that we just mentioned a second ago um, yes. in relation to the uh, the B class electric drive from Mercedes. This is the BMW i3 that we compared it in shape and size to. About 7.2 seconds, 0 to 60. Not bad. Um, $41,300 is the MSRP on that one. Uh-huh. Um, so it's a little bit pricey, I guess. Uh, pretty expensive, more than the uh, typical sedan would be anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but it gets a lot of attention for its styling. Yeah, I've noticed that. The uh, carbon fiber plastic chassis, or I should say carbon fiber reinforced plastic chassis, mm-hmm. which you and I are covering on an upcoming episode of Car Stuff. Yeah, we're talking Video. about that in relation to uh, the Porsche, right? The Porsche mm-hmm. 918 Spider. Uh, so this has uh, some very advanced materials inside it. It's very lightweight, et cetera, but um, the styling is what, what gets the attention. And i got to tell you, Ben, I'm not a fan of the styling of the uh, the i3. I mean, I've seen a few of them on the road. There's a bunch of them around here in, here in town, and to me – I don't know what the deal is with the uh, the different colored panels and everything, but it's just something that it turns me right off. I don't really, uh, <laughs> yeah, I just, it just doesn't look right to me. It's not not my thing. I know some people just love it though. Some people think it's the the best thing ever, and I bet if I got into one, I would really like it. But um, to to look at one, I, mm. I just uh, I can't stomach it, Ben. 
What what do you think? Oh, about that's it? a little over dramatic. No, no, I get it. I get it. <laughs> what do you think about the Toyota Rav Four EV? Oh, this is not bad. This is seven seconds zero flat. to sixty. Seven seconds flat. Not bad. This is pretty good actually for an for an electric vehicle. Um, and the thing is with the Rav V that maybe a lot of people don't know is that Tesla was supplying Toyota with the electric powertrain for this vehicle, mm-hmm. and it was a deal that was supposed to go on past the end of 2014, but this deal is going to end. Uh, at the end of this year. So after 2014, this is no longer going to be produced by Toyota. Uh, they thought they were going to continue on with the RAV4 EV platform, right? but they've decided against it. So, you know, Tesla is pulling, well, not, I don't know how it's all working out. If he's pulling out or if they're, they're saying we don't want to use it anymore, or there's a contract problem or what, but, um, either way, uh, the, the Tesla will not be supplying the RAV4 EV with, uh, with a powertrain anymore. So it's gone. Yeah. Um, so grab one while you can, I guess, because seven seconds, uh, zero to 60, that's not bad. Yeah. And it's got a 103 mile range. That's pretty good. I don't know the exact circumstances surrounding this, the end of this deal, but mm-hmm. we do know originally they, both parties have wanted this to go on further. I, I would say if you are considering buying an electric car, one thing you have to be very frank with yourself about is, whether a model is going to continue. I personally would not buy something if I knew it was, you know, a year out from being discontinued. That's true. Just because over time, you're going to have more and more issues with it. Good advice. So I just told people to go out and try to find one, but uh, maybe you're right, Ben. Maybe they should uh, hold back on that one and see where things go, right? Yeah. Oh, and then there's always, there's always for the cheapskates out there, there's always that chance that if you keep your car for 30 years in the United States, you'll get the special license plate and you might be able to flip it as a classic. Oh my gosh. 30 years on an EV. I wonder, uh, <laughs> when, when are we going to get to the point? I wonder when, uh, when we're going to start seeing that with oh, uh, wow. classic plates on an EV. Oh man. We're, uh, we're going to feel pretty old when that happens. <laughs> I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, uh, is it 30 years? I mean, it's thir- maybe it's 25, I think. 25 oh, years. You're right. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. But still. Because it uh, does vary by state, but I think here in Georgia it's 25. It's, you know what? It's going to come faster than we think. It is. It always does. Right. All right. So we've kind of hinted at number one here, Ben. You want to just go ahead and hit him with it? Yeah. Noel, uh, big hand for our super producer, Noel Brown. Could we get a drum roll? Perfect. And the number one winner, a surprise to nobody, the Tesla Model S. The Model S Performance. Performance. Ah, And there's an important distinction there because they do say the Model S Performance. Now, that's the top of the line Tesla Model S right now. So the price tag on this one, Ben, $105,000 is the base price on that right now, the MSRP. Cash. So that's the (laughs) cat. That is the cash price. You're right. So. And you know they say that it's 4.2 seconds, zero to 60, right? That sounds yeah. pretty quick, right? Yeah, yeah. On Tesla's website right now, it says 3.2 seconds for the Model S performance. I wonder what they tweaked. I don't know, but the other models, I think they're up in the uh, like five and a half second range, mm-hmm. range. So um, still pretty quick, but um, you know this one, 3.2 seconds, uh, incredible. And I like the way they describe this. You know, at the end here, they say that if you like um, that airliner on takeoff feeling on your commute. And I, I've never heard it described that way, but that's a perfect way to say how a, an EV feels when it accelerates. That's pretty apt, yeah. And also, we should point out a couple interesting things about the Model S here. It is 
the most powerful on this list, and mm-hmm. I believe it's the most powerful electric car on sale in the United States. And it's also the most expensive. So yeah, this is uh, this is definitely a record-breaking car in a lot of aspects, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so I don't think anybody's really surprised by number one on the list, and if you'd really thought about it, you would probably come to that conclusion yourself. But you know, as you go back through the uh, the other twelve, I think there were some surprises in there as far as, uh, as speeds, because man, I mean. You have to go all the way back to uh, to number what number seven before you get below ten seconds even. So uh, they're not necessarily lightning quick by any means, but uh, they're getting there. I mean, if everything kind of moves the way that Tesla is moving, you know, with his idea to maybe uh, share platforms like he's done with the uh, the Rav Four yeah, Toyota, yeah, and you know, talks with other manufacturers. If if you can get a Tesla platform vehicle that you know has another body on it. Then you're going to start to see a lot of these um, these zero to sixty times for a lot of these manufacturers come way down because they've got they've got it right there. So, thank you so much for listening to this episode, you guys. We hope that you enjoyed it. We hope that you found some stats you liked, and we'd love to hear from you if you are an owner of one of these vehicles. You know, I wish I wish that we had time to go out and and really investigate each one of these, like to sit in them, yeah. talk to the salespeople, because, you know, this is just a brief snippet, and, and it's, it's somebody else's opinions about, you know, um, about about that specific vehicle. Like, it's fun to drive, or it handles well, or it, it behaves just like the internal combustion version of that same vehicle. I'd love to be able to do that comparison ourselves and, and test it out, but it would take weeks and weeks. We could do uh, maybe a show on each one. That's not a bad idea. That'd be kind of fun to compare and contrast, um, you know, electrics versus the internal combustion equivalent to that vehicle. See what we like. You know, something that's a little bit different while we're just pitching ideas. Mm -hmm. I would really like to do a video on tanks. Hmm. That would be a good idea too. I mean, I've, I've never really been around tanks other than maybe the state fair or something, you know, where they have one parked and you can kind of climb on it and look inside. But that's about it. Um, you have any experience in tanks? Uh, not in active tanks, but, you know, growing up a military brat, we got to go around and see decommissioned tanks and mm-hmm. hop inside them. And when you're a kid, it's a lot of fun. I hear that the tanks in the UK have a teapot. A teapot? For making tea. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, some to, uh... sort of heating device for making tea. Oh, no, no yeah. kidding. That's interesting. I mean, they've got all kinds of, I mean, a teapot, I never would have guessed, but um, they've got so many different things going on inside there that uh, I would love to, to see and get my hands on. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we could drive one. If we could, we could drive, do you drive a tank? Do you steer a tank? Do you I, pilot a tank? Uh, yeah, I guess I would say drive it. I'm, I'm sure that there is some sort of way we could do it. We should start working on it to see if we can make that our big uh New Year's resolution 2015 car stuff. Oh, Drive tanks. Oh, that would be so cool. Maybe two of them. Demolition Derby. Dude, we could race. <laughs> <laughs> Do people race tanks yet? I think they might. I, yeah. It seems like I've seen that. If, not, if nothing else, I've seen the uh, the high-speed testing because some of them are pretty quick. I mean, I've seen them launch themselves in the air. Yeah. And they're and, fast. And, you know, some use gas turbine engines, Yeah, uh, which, which we talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, sorry, we're getting off topic before we accidentally launch into a podcast on tank racing. Let us know what you think. Visit us on carstuffshow.com to hear every episode we've ever done. We're all over the How Stuff Works YouTube page with our new videos on science of car construction, dream cars, caffeine and exotics, and we have more on the way. But we need your help. What should we cover? Let us know. Our email address is carstuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. 
Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful. Because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really needs your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.